record it and then send it to you? Yeah, if you just record it, export it to WAV and send it to me. Okay. That is uh, what needs to be done. You or know, I- it's it doesn't... I was kind of... You know, no offense, Nate. But, like, there's no real stagnation in the air. It's It's pleasant. It doesn't smell bad in here. No, it's a pleasant. It's a pleasant. Atmosphere. You have a very large bed for the size of this room. Huh? Oh, what? 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 Like I said, there's not a lot of stagnation in the air. It's kind of a nice. It's a nice atmosphere. And you have a big bed. You have a really big bed. Yeah, Manuel gave it to me. Oh yeah. You think I'd buy a bed? <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past you. Cal gave me a mattress, and it's like sagging to the largest extent a mattress could sag at this moment. Where is it sagging? Where you lay in it. Okay, well, so I... Like, directly in the middle. I used to have, like, a really big mattress and a really small frame. No, you can't avoid it. If if you try and go on the edge, you roll. It's like a... It's impossible. You can't. Dylan gave me this foam thing to put on my bed. I know it's, like, a foam thing. What would you equate sleeping to it on? Like, how does it feel to sleep on it? It's probably the... I mean, I was sleeping on Dylan's old mattress for, like... Three or four, three years. So this is better. It's an upgrade for sure. Oh man, there's not a lot of dry cum on it. That is a fun yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like sleeping on bibs. Sleeping on bibs. <laughs> yeah. Nice soft pair of hooters, man. Honestly, I think the sagging bed might be kind of nice. You could kind of like cradled every night. Not really. You just wake up with like a really tight lower back every day. I nice. got the- so, so you don't even have to stretch. I got it going on. You see, if I want to go to sleep mode, turn the screen, put the keyboard over here, and my uh, headphones reach to right here. Nate, are you telling me you have bed hentai access right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Noise. I'd say that's that's pretty baller, man. I I I, I respect that. Welcome to the Sad Moth Podcast. Welcome to the Sad Moth Podcast. It's the Sad Moth Smackdown, the weekly show where we dissect like surgeons to quantifiable, hmm? quantifiable albums of similar genre, era, style, influence, and try to make out which has the better cuts. Yeah. There will be no... This is for longtime uh, podcast viewers. We're going to be eschewing the uh, choice cuts. Are we? Segment. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, these are these are both monolithic records. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Not a whole lot of cuts, and I also didn't listen to one of them in the with the, with the track list. So, no choice cuts. But what? No. What records are we listening to today? Um, we're listening to um, Lysol by the Melvins and Amplifier Worship by Boris. So why would you say that these are comparable albums? What would make you say such So in like a couple ways they're very similar. In a couple ways they're not very similar. I guess they're more similar. Yeah. In, in the most fundamental ways they're pretty similar. They're both albums that kind of start with like extended drone they're drone metal albums yeah. but with um they to call ex- them just drone metal albums mm-hmm. would be a disservice 
Right. So they're both drone metal albums that kind of evolve into more song-based music. Unlike unlike something like Earth 2, which is just... Just drone, baby. Just drone. Just drone, baby. Um, Um, And these are two bands that are comparable. I mean, just on the fundamental reason that, I mean, one band, that would be uh, the one that starts with a B, got its name from the song title from the one that starts with an M. Right, so Boris is obviously influenced by the Melvins because they named their band after a song by the Melvins. How far away are these records um, Um, year-wise? These records are six years apart. Okay. I believe Lysol was released in 1992, and Amplifier Worship was released in 1998. So they are of a slightly different era, but I think the intent is very similar. Um, Yeah, so Boris formed like after the Melvins released kind of their classic run. What what would be regarded as kind of their yeah, their their classic early Houdini, 90s albums. Stoner Witch, this one we're talking about Lysol. Uh, Is that one called Bullhead? Bullhead. Bullhead, Bullhead and Lysol. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, I I I don't know if you want to just like talk about kind of the background of these albums and these bands. Well, here the, these were these were your picks. Yeah, um, I'm admittedly, these are two of your favorite bands. Like we can, we can, we can say that, right? Yeah, I would say so. These I, are two bands that I've listened to about the same amount, about three albums each. I've listened to Stoner Witch, Houdini, and Bullhead uh, by the Melvins, and I've listened to Amplifier. No, I've listened to Feedbacker, um, Pink, and the 2003 one that has the Nick Drake cover. Um, oh, yeah, Akuma. So Akuma I, no Uda. I would call myself a casual fan, but I, I have never listened to these two respective works. So I think I think if we're going to do background, I think you, why don't you take over? You take over. Sure. Yeah, so neither of these albums are really regarded as kind of the top tier. Uh, no. Neither of these albums are regarded as the best albums by no. either of these bands. Or even the biggest. No. Um, Lysol is sh- short. It is... Comes immediately after Bullhead, which I think is kind of regarded as the Melvin's peak by most people. By a lot of people. Um, and Amplifier Worship is kind of a footnote. Early. In, their, in, in an early footnote in their discography. Second record, right? I think I was on Rate Your Music earlier today, and there's like six Boris records that are rated higher yeah. than Amplifier Worship. Um, but it's, I don't know. I think it, in a lot of ways it's kind of like the f- core Boris thing that they do. You know, like it's at least think, one of the things that they do. It reminded me a lot of Feedbacker. Yeah, like, yeah. They haven't started doing like their post rock thing or their like stoner rock, like seventies cock rock thing. Or their more concise, like Pink. I think is a more is much more concise, studio polished, song based. Yeah, yeah. Comparatively, and it's, and it's not really song based, but. This is kind of like the, the the album they released before this called Absolute Go is really good, but it's not. It's like a sixty minute like 
kind of sustain driven like feedback experiment it's not there's like no songs this is kind of their first like real like song based record i believe it's the first one if my wikipedia reading ability is correct the first one to feature their now longtime vocalist in in lead vocal capacity at least yeah they started as a four piece where they're um there was a different drummer and the guy who became their drummer was just the singer and then that guy the drummer quit so the singer became the drummer and then um I believe actually the drummer sings on the first track. He sings on huge, but Takashi, who is like the bassist and rhythm guitarist, um, sang on Boris albums primarily for like most of their discography. And he's yeah, he starts singing on this one. So I'll say I'm really happy with these picks. Not only because I've never heard these records before, um, they both come at the. Amplifier Worship comes at the, at the point before I started. I listen to, I have listened to exclusively Boris in the 2000s. So it's, a, it's an interesting reference point. And then Lysol is a record I feel like I should have heard. It feels like it should, it like... Lysol's hard to find. And I think that yeah. contributes to it because it's called Lysol. Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately got sued by Lysol <laughs> for calling it Lysol, which is really funny. It says on the Wikipedia page, it's like the stupidest thing. It just says so. Their their record label was called Boner Records, which is hilarious. But uh, we it, don't need to explain why that's hilarious, you all. It's yeah, it's it's a dick joke. Yeah. But it just says on Wikipedia, Boner Records was unaware that Lysol was a registered trademark until they printed the albums. <laughs> Smooth. And so they put electrical tape over the name and claimed that it was a self-titled album. <laughs> Really? That's literally can what they you did. Buy, can you buy a CD copy of Lysol that says Lysol? Um, no. I believe they... So the reissues, I think, were either reissued as a self-titled, self-titled and it doesn't say Lysol at all, or they released it as a double LP with an EP they put out called Eggnog, and they spelled it... They spelled the tra- uh, the title L-I-C-E hyphen A-L-L. Lysol <laughs> to avoid copyright infringement. That was a 2015 release. But yeah, this one hasn't been... Because uh, this wasn't on a major label. Their next record is on a major label. Yeah, that's when they started. So that's those are like much more Nirvana available. broke. Every, you know, yeah. everybody in that whole scene got major major record deals. And that's probably their... I mean, their biggest in terms of popularity work came after that. Right. So it's kind of in between their lauded independent stuff and the major label stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's a rarity, it might be why it isn't as canonized as all those. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's not a, not, a, not a ton to say about, like, Lysol just as a record. I mean, it's just, like, another Melvin's record. Well, this well, this came in the... I think this is the only Melvin's record that their bassist, Joe Preston, was on, who went on to be in Sun... Because they had a lot of bases, yeah. so this was, they I believe, um, the previous one, he wasn't on it, and on the next one, he wasn't on it. So, so for those unfamiliar with, with Melvin's, what is what is a typical Melvin's album? Uh, Melvin's album, Melvin's are like a like a punk infused like sludge metal band, 
who kind of invented and defined what that means. Um, they're really heavy. They're really loud. They're really bludgeoning. Their drummer, Dale Crover, is extremely unique. He's very, he hits really hard and he has like 20 splash cymbals that he like uses. It's very kind of, I don't know, it's very loose and there's like, he's never, there's not a lot of like standard rock beats. It's very creative. I don't know. I've never heard anyone that drums quite like Dale Crover. Um, Apparently kind of during this era, they would play live and he would, so like most drummers will play on like a rug they'll put like something heavy in front of the bass drum so they don't like it doesn't move and apparently he had like a plank of wood that he would like literally nail into the stage (laughs) before their performances because um he just hit he just hit really hard yeah the melvins are a hard band to describe in a couple sentences but i think you did an adequate job yeah they're from uh they're from washington they're not from seattle but they're from. They were I, in I, that. They're from Aberdeen. Aren't they're they? from Aberdeen, Washington, which was kind of a a redneck like logging town, also and they just hometown of Nirvana. Fucking hated it. They really hated it, and they still like. If you ask like them about it in interviews, they'll like be like, "Yeah, like we we like I would puzzle me." Osborne, their guitarist will be like, "Yeah, I, I like wanted to kill myself, and it was awful." <laughs> and I, I think sentiment. I that mean, kind of anger really it clearly comes out in their music. It's just like frustration and like I don't know. It, the Melvins' anger is a very kind of unique anger in metal. I think a lot of metal is very performative. But this feels very... Melvin's anger is much more human. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with uh It's got Buzz's a little bit of a voice. wink to it, too, especially in yeah, his voice. Yeah, there's definitely humor to it. Um, I guess if you want me to talk about Boris, Boris is a Japanese band from Tokyo. Um, they're a three-piece also, uh, composed of Wata, their lead guitarist, um, Takeshi or Takashi, who later went on to SoundCloud fame uh, when he adopted yeah, the moniker 69. Six yeah, sure, sure. And then um, I can't remember their drummer's name, but yeah, they they've done just so many things over the years, all kind of revolving around being a metal band. But they just have made like huge, just loud ass like drone albums. And they've made, like, shoegazy albums. They've made, like, post-rock albums. They're, they've from made, what like, I've 70s to, hard rock albums. Very eclectic from yeah. album to album. Every album is pretty different. But they all have, have unifying it, themes. You know, when you're, like, you, you know when you're listening to Boris. The yeah. guitar tones are all, like, very, like, um, like, stoner rock in form. They're using sun amps. They're using orange amps. And that all, you know, it all kind of comes out that way but yeah i mean boris is again hard to pin down they've made like every album is intentionally pretty different um and this is kind of their huge drone album well why don't we get in what what record do you want to talk about 
Let's talk about let's talk about Lysol first. This one for me, I listened to this record uh, a couple times in a preparation for this for this potty right here. Uh, first time, which I don't regret, was while playing uh, at full volume uh, on, on my little tiny speaker while playing uh, Madden 2005 <laughs> on my PlayStation Two. Oh, yeah. um, and maybe the peaks and valleys of the record hit me more. When I'm throwing just like fucking clutch slot passes, but um, this one hit me in a in a pre- in a pretty great way because it, it kind of for me it, it it went on with my football game really nice in that game. I was playing as the '91 Bills. Um, uh, I, I believe I was playing um, uh, the the, uh, the 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 Rave, a bad team. I play I play against bad teams so I can lob it down the field. Um, in the beginning of the football game is always a little slow till till because momentum is so important. Um, this record perfectly exemplified that mood for me. It, it starts out um, with probably one of the best one-two punches on because uh, technically there are, this one. This one I did listen to with tracks and well, with, well amplifier worship. I just listened to in a chunk. Did you listen to it on? On YouTube? I, iTunes. I downloaded it's tracked it. out on iTunes? Uh, I downloaded tracks for it on iTunes. Uh, huh. li- little little, little bit behind me. Don't do this, but I, I listen to a lot of the <laughs> records from a YouTube to MP3, uh, especially stoner rock ones with a lot uh, with only a few tracks. Uh, support your artists. I, I eventually do when I can get a hold of the CDs. That's interesting. Yeah, so I guess one thing we didn't bring up about this album is it's never been released in physical form like with like tracks it's which is interesting it was mastered like for vinyl with all of the tracks like faded into each other with no like of the standard they like, still breaks. do when you listen to it but like um it's but, tracked out on but they the, didn't list like the YouTube song names page. they didn't list the song names like even and on the cd you can't skip between the tracks it's just one big track it kind of that kind of works in benefit to the record, uh, as we'll talk about later, the back half of this record is is covers of of, of various artists in in their own in their own Melvin's way. But I want to talk about the first two tracks. Uh, yeah, so the first two tracks are called "Hung Bunny" and "Roman Dogbird," and they're like the drone. "Hung Bunny" is just yeah. is a slow burn. Oh, that man. baby winds you up, and I was you know, I wasn't throwing. I was I did I didn't have a great quarterback rating at that mm-hmm. moment. I was I was I was missing passes. I was overshooting. Third down after third down after third down. My defense is really solid. Go Bills. Mm. But eventually, that I mean, they're, they're the two longest tracks on the album by far. Together, they total about eighteen minutes. Yeah, it's about the first two tracks are about half the album. And it's 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 a it's it's a really it's a long burn drone until you finally get to that peak and i don't know if it was the melvins or just my own primal madden skill sure but right as that second track kicked in with one of the biggest payoffs i've gotten for music in a while i mean it really it really comes at you hard and fast and it's just fantastic and then i started playing really well getting first down after first down hey the the end the end score was something like 32 to 3 so like i you know i was pretty happy with my game but enough about madden I really, really liked um, this record. This it was. It's a good pump up. 
It's a good. I listen to it outside of Madden, so don't think I'm a total noob. Mm-hmm. But the the the, the one two punch of the of the, of the of the of the intro, I think, is one of the better introductions to a Melvin's album of the ones that I've heard. Yeah, no, those those two tracks are are amazing. One like, could not exist without the other. I mean, yeah, they're it's they're more or less yeah. the same song, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like it the the way they perform like drone is not it's not really what Boris do per se. It's, it's, it's a little less. I mean, it's it's, it's not ambient. I wouldn't say too much. There's moments in in amplifier worship that. That don't venture a little bit, venture into more just ambient. No, yeah, I mean, this is much more like um, I don't know. Boris has a lot of stuff going on. There's like electronics and there's a lot of layers. To the, like there's a lot of interesting the, percussion. The music, there's weird percussion going on. This is like Life like, is very much like a three piece band. It's just like bones. banging shit out in a studio. And then the way that Buzz, I mean, it, it feels, which is why it was great to play Madden 05 with, is when, you, when you're playing a football game, you want to listen to some fucking primal stuff. Mm. You really want to get those primal throws, as I call them. That's what Aaron Rodgers calls them, too. Don't quote me. But uh, of the two, I, I get much more of a primal um, sound. Vocals are pretty primal on both. From from the Melvin, just just I mean, like I, I I've heard them equated to sounding like cavemen in the best possible way. No, yeah, they bang it out. Yeah, I think the tone that comes out of those first two tracks too, and just I mean, it doesn't really change throughout the record, but I don't know. It's just like it's the the like the distortion that he that he gets is just like. It's a, like it's it's oppressive, and they put it like right in your face. It's not like this isn't like Boris albums tend to sound like huge and monolithic, and this sounds like I don't know, like a Melvin the Lysol sounds like being like trapped in a room with like someone with a bat who's trying to kill you. It's like you're like it's just right there for me Lysol sounds like like sticking your head in the amp it's it sounds like the album cover of Pantera's vulgar display of power Mm. if anybody gets that reference just like a just just a punch to the face so hard your skin flies in the other direction yeah it really I mean it is a wake-up call and for the rest of the record because Lysol's quite a bit shorter than uh, amplifier worship what I like most about Lysol, I think, is is the way... I, I think this album is, is very excellent flow. Because there's a lot of... Because dis- I listen to it based... You know, I, there's tracks for me. And some of them are like a minute. Some of them are two minutes. Because I didn't... I listened to it all at once. But, I mean, it all... And there there's some disparate parts. I mean, they do almost like a... Not jokey, but like a... I wouldn't call it full country western. But, um, I mean, there's some, there's some... There's more song on a lot of these tracks. Because they are covering a lot of songs in their own way as as the record goes on it just kind of it's like a a, a mixtape of aggression yeah yeah i i mean this Lysol is definitively more song oriented than than amplifier i mean there's there's songs say. on yeah, yeah they're like yeah but the what what they do to them like what they do to like 
very like normal songs and turn them into these like slow hammering like dirges is is really cool. The the country um, western one I think is I I, you know, I just hesitate to call it country western one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. It's not. It's almost like a cowboy ballad is what it sounds like. Um, it's easily the most melodic and slow and quieter songs, um, but they still sing it with all the the force of a punch to the throat. It it really works with what they're going. It could easily not work. It, what I'm saying is his vocals, um, which I feel like if, you, if you're going to listen to both of these records, for, you know, obviously you're not listening to both of these records for the vocals exclusively, but this is, is probably the song that highlights them the most. Um, if I could, I mean, you're going to have to pull up a track list. Well, I mean, it's just the first two tracks, and then it's the Flipper cover, and then it's two Alice Cooper covers, and yeah. then it's an original. Yeah, it's the ballad of Dwight Fry. Oh, okay. Um, that one, which is the slow cowboy dirge. Um, they, 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 they take on that could be humorous in the way that they sing it and how they interpret it. And, I mean, like, you, they make you believe every word. They shove every, what could be kind of cornball word or inflection down your throat. Yeah. Mel's, in a good way. Melons have a weird relationship with, like, they, because they liked like, they're big Sabbath fans. Well, they they like Sabbath, but they, I mean, they really liked like early '80s metal, like which was a real like taboo thing to do in the punk scene. Oh yeah. Um, but they always like they they've always been like yeah. I mean, they've like made fun of Kiss, but they like. They kind of like Kiss. You can't not like Kiss and um, then do the the three like the, the yeah. off of Kiss albums. Um, they did then, a thing where they did so it was whatever. Yeah, like I, I think like a lot of their influences like come from like listening to what was around them, like in the environment they grew up in, which was like rednecks listening to Judas Priest and. I think, you know, but what I'm saying shit. is, I think this it comes across because a lot of these are, are, are I mean, Alice Cooper, um, that comes across I think more strongly than it does on the on the ones that I had listened to previously in a really in a really pleasant way. It's a really like this is going to sound weird. It's a really pleasant album to listen to. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It ends a little abruptly. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of here's how I'm gonna. Um, I was talking to Nate earlier. This is the best way I, I can describe both of these records. And this is pretty much all I have to say. So I'll just, you know, uh, kind of coast for the rest of this. But sure. each of these records to me is like Captain Crunch. Mm. Lysol is like the best bowl of a new Captain Crunch flavor you've ever had. Milk in it, too. So, you, you, you know, you, you get your bowl mm. and you pour some milk in it. And, and you take those first bites. And the first bites, are, you know, they're leading up. Every time you eat Captain Crunch, it scrapes the roof of your mouth till it's bloody and gaping. And you just, you, you kind of, you eat the first ones where they don't have a lot of milk and you, you're like, it hurts. It hurts, you know. You're starting mm-hmm. to get tolerance until, it, you know, it hits. And that's where the second track hits in and you just, it starts mm-hmm. out real strong. But then mm-hmm. as, you, as you go, it gets a little bit softer. The milk kind of seeps in. And you're just like, this is really, I really like, this is a fantastic. Oh, what's this? These marshmallows, I recognize that song. I recognize the Alice Cooper song. Mm. This, is, what, 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 this is delicious. And you just you finish the bowl, and then you, you take that last gulp, and it's gone. 
you know, it's over. It's the best bowl of Captain Crunch you've ever had, but you kind of want more. It ends with a slurp of candy milk, which isn't the best way to go down, but it's you good. drink the milk. I don't eat cereal with milk, so this isn't a good analogy. Right. I'm like a barbarian. I eat it dry. But that, 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 that's essentially what Lysol is to me. It's just a really fucking good bowl of cereal that I really loved and will eat again quite often. What amplifier worship is to me is eating a box of Captain Crunch in one sitting with no milk and it's laced with LSD. And this is an experience that is completely eye-opening. You know, there's no milk to water it down. And as you're you're, you're just munching down fistfuls of this, your mouth is turning to mush. You can't even Mm. really taste it anymore. But then there's there's the reprieve of this this, this wave of this inevitable trip you're going on. There's peaks and valleys, you know, and and the intensity of the pain that you're feeling. (laughs) There's acid in this Captain Crunch somehow. Yeah, no, it's laced with it in Mm. the box. And you're eating the whole thing, and it's just you just—it's just fist after fist, and there's some that are just like harder to get down than others that really just scrape it. You just—you almost become—you almost become numb to it, and as the waves go on and on, and then you're—you're—you're you're, you're, you're coming down, and you're just scooping the rest into it, and you, and you, and you, you, you finish the bowl, and like that's—that's that's what it, the flow of, of of that I think fits in the peaks of valleys. This is a record of stops and starts of these really, like you said, just monolithic fucking sound and songs but then it goes into these really groovy um almost exclusively like drum and bass pad not drum and bass the genre but like instruments and uh, really a lot of interesting percussion and then it ends really with just like a a good theme and just a a long drone and that's 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 that last fistfuls of cereal before you just lay down mouth shredded jaw agape drooling and knowing you're not going to have that first time experience again and you know maybe i would i'll probably eat more of the bowl of great captain crunch yes please i like that but i might have valued my time more with my crunch trip does that make any sense at all i agree that listening to amplifier worship is much more of a experience you have to prepare yourself for. It's yeah. really long, and yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. No, you can listen to Lysol and just like put it on and be like, "All right, fuck yeah." But like, I guess Amplify Worship is kind of trying to take you to to mind spaces that you can't. You gotta have to engage with um, because there isn't really like. Um, songs as much. It's much more kind of sections flowing into other things. Like clips of songs. Like you get a bit of like that like could be a song if Mm -hmm. it was just a song and then it and then it and then it and then it it doesn't cut out, but it just it the the record moves in just like a really amorphous, wavy Kanye kind of way that is is more of an experience. It's 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 kind of all encompassing. When I listen to it, I listen to it um, after a really long day at work, I was very sore. It was raining all day. Um, I was very wet. All my clothes are wet. I had to put them in uh, my girlfriend's laundry machine. 
Um, and I, 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 I put it on and headphones and then it just, it just kind of with the drained body just kind of just, just, just washed over me. It was, it was an experience. I'm not going to forget it. It was, it's probably the, the, the best experience I've had listening to a Boris record. I don't know if it's the best Boris record, but, um, even feedbacker didn't get me like this. And I, I'll value it for 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 a long time. It really it really got in all the avenues of the the hour and eight minutes or something like that that it takes to finish. It's I'll, I'm gonna listen to it again. I'll listen to Lysol like tomorrow. I've been listening. To, I really like that record a lot. Um, and I know we're not voting yet, but <sighs> that Boris record's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're we're talking about amplifier worship. Now, yeah, we switched over. So amplifier worship, uh, was mid ninety eight, and the album cover has a frog with bibs on it. Yeah, unless you get the American one, that kind of looks like a, some Jack Ryan radio shit. No, it's still got frog with boobs. It's on got it. frog with boobs on it, but the, you can't really tell the boobs behind all those like stylized, yeah, sure, uh, sure. you know, Japanese one, one pop thing art. I noticed in a very recent listen to this record, a little little nugget. Um, You'll like this. So at the very start of Hama, which is the third, I don't. I listen to this in a block. I don't know the track. I I had to learn the track names like very recently. But Hama is like the the faster tempo part. Okay. So it starts with like the. At what kind of point is it in in the record? Like half hour in, or like forty minutes in? Is it like forty minutes in? No, it's like it's like twenty five. Okay. Okay. Like a half hour in. No. Wait. Like thirty five. Yeah. Like a half hour. Like half hour. Yeah. But that track starts with, um, you know those fucking, like, wooden frogs that they sell at, like, the state fair to do this? Is that what the percussion was on there? No, but they play these at the start of the track. That's what that is. There's a lot of, like, disparate parts of just, like, percussion and weird sounds that I can't pinpoint. Exactly. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It's like, let me see this. Let me see this. So that, that's what that is at the start of that track. So, I don't know. I, n- I never noticed that, but they're playing like wooden frogs at the start of an album of with a frog, frog, with, on the cover. frog with bibs on the cover. So, that's fantastic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this album is, it's huge. It's like... The first, it's kind of bookended. It's kind of like, it's kind of Lysol twice, and like the second half is like a mirror image of Lysol, because it like starts. Yeah. It starts with like a huge drone, and then like progresses and speeds up, and it's then slows down based. again. And yeah, then, yeah, and then slows down again and ends with a drone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not a ton to say about it, like. You, we don't know what they're saying because they're speaking in Japanese. I do have something to say about this. I do have something <laughs> to say about this. This is what I really like, and I think that contrasts both. And which is another reason why I think uh, Amplifier Worship to me is a little bit more of an experience. Is I, I a lot of these sounds, especially if you don't listen to a lot of this type of music, can come across very alien in a way. And I mean, obviously, Melvins are from America. They're from Aberdeen. So especially in, in some of the song-based ones where you can actually hear what they're saying, you can make out what they're saying. 
it doesn't take away from the experience because they still sing it like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they have, like, he's got Buzz has got a pretty fucking powerful voice. But I think kind of the, the mystique and the experience of just like a completely not alien language, but it might as well be alien to me. I don't speak Japanese, um, especially screamed with a torn larynx. So, I mean, like it almost, it almost adds to the, ex- the mystique of the experience that you don't, you can't even co- like, it's just something that you can't even comprehend. It's just Lovecraftian. Yeah. Boris's vocals are fantastic. Are really good. Fantastic. Really, he's super sharp. versatile too. Like and like, he does scream a lot on this album. But there's a lot of harmony and there's a lot of melody too. And yeah. the way that he screams, yeah. And it's never like a very stereotypical like metal no. thing. It's never cheesy. It's never like Ugh. like he does it. He, he does it very uniquely. It sounds and like it, it's, it's coming and from it a place. fits perfectly with the music. Like both of these sound like expressions of rage in a way of just, like, inner something, inner demons. But, I mean, like, the way, I think the, 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 it's portrayed a little bit more, um, uh, what's, that's the, what's the word? Viscerally, to me, through the way uh, uh, Boris does it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah so, yeah, again, I, I'm, I don't know exactly how to approach talking about this, but the... The sound on this record is, I don't know, Boris is, like, very, very uh, interested in tone and just being, like, as heavy as possible. Um, I, I see Boris kind of accused of being, like, kind of boring and stagnant a lot, especially on, like, a record like this. And I've never really understood that there's always something That's, dynamic going on. I, like, they, even even in, like, 63 minutes. I would say the last 10 minutes... Last 10 minutes are more of, like, are the final drum. quite literally static yeah. by design. But... Even through the lulls, like, I talked about this being, like, a wave, even, like, the lulls of, like, the grooves, none of them were I- identical. They each had something unique and interesting and riveting about them. Yeah, yeah, like, Huge is, like, Huge, at the first track, which is very aptly named, is, it sounds like, like a, like a fucking monster, like, rising, yeah. like, Godzilla rising out of the ocean, it's, that's what it's trying to, like, like Unleashing evoke. an ancient evil. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's slow, and it's fucking heavy, and, like... I don't know. It really kind of announces the intent of the record. And the second track, which is a Japanese name, kind of goes more ambient and kind of slows it down. I would say... There's some honestly beautiful um, passages yeah. in, in Amplifier Worship. So Ganbuki is the second track. And then Hama, I think, is probably my favorite just because it's like the fast one. Yeah. That's where it really picks up... Um, there's just like a ton of fucking great Boris riffs in there, which are always, um, I don't know, Boris is really good at writing riffs with restraint, I've noticed. In the even like, because they're instrumental, um, they're just, I mean, the, the drummer's so good that they can, they can write a riff. That, like, there's literally a riff on here that's like, it's just like one chord with a bend in it. It's like and then it's just, it just kills because 
the drums come in and they add all these elements to it and then it evolves into something else and the excellent um, percussion on this record yeah yeah no their drummer's always been super good which i it's crazy that he wasn't their drummer yeah <laughs> like he was like all he right i'll be the drummer yeah. i suppose because yeah um yeah it's hard to talk about these records because i do think for the listener if you're listening to this you should listen to these records they're both really good it's quite visceral you know it's it's not something that can be analyzed particularly well it's kind of you know? for me it's it's that, that's why I, I went about in approaching this in a very usually i, I do a lot of of, of research and I, I sit down and i write notes but i it felt more right with these records to just kind of how they in, impacted me personally and both of them impacted me personally in, in 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 very surprising really good ways i mean i had the game of my life in madden listening to lysol Hell yeah. Um, it was, um, I had, and in fact, after I listened to this record, I, uh, threw in Madden 2005 for a 763 yard game. The NFL record, if you're wondering, is 560 something. So if you're wondering the power of music, that's it right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Amplifier Worship, like, it's just like, just volume, heaviness, and space. Just like, like the last track, like Vom itself, is so fucking heavy, and it kind of descends into a drone. It starts with like a riff, starts with structure, yeah, the, 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 the and first descends on into Vom it. Itself. It sounds like, oh, sounds like a fucking like. It sounds like a mountain that is collapsing, and that mountain that's collapsing is part of a larger mountain that is also. Collapsing collapsing that's what that sound it's 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 so heavy and so monstrous like it's I don't, I don't know like boris does things that kind of in a second to second way seem kind of simple in many ways but kind of the way they structure everything and the amount of different ideas that come along is really where I think the art lies. Oh yeah, I I, I couldn't listen to I couldn't listen to Amplifier Worship based like track track wise. It's all it's how yeah. it comes together as that final just experience that big box of cereal that really that really did it for me. I I loved listening to both of these records, but. It's the age-old question for Noah. Uh, if you had to pick, which is the better record? I mean, honestly, Boris might have a little bit of an unfair advantage because you know, they were probably influenced by records, probably earlier Melvin's records, but who, who's to say not Lysol too? And, you know, they came later, so there were, pro- there were more tones, more tones, maybe, tones, maybe, tones, maybe. There's more... Boris have always seemed to have... I don't know, like, I don't know, I haven't... There's not that much that I actually known about, like, their biograph. Like, in terms of biographical information, there's not that much known about Boris because none of them speak English very well. Yeah. <laughs> but Boris has always had, like, a pretty, like, like they need a lot of equipment to, to make the music that they yeah. make, and they seem to always have it 
from the start, which is always kind of I don't I don't know where they got the money to just have like fucking. Well, that's what makes stacks. them so special. Is like yeah. even from the beginning, they do sound like they're just from another plane entirely. Yeah, no, they 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 came out of the gate firing. They never had like those early lo-fi records or whatever. Yeah. That's just this is the earliest, uh, and this is their second record. This is yeah. the earliest Boris record I've listened to, and it's I'm, I got floored by it, man. Yeah, I mean the first one too, which it, it called Absolute Go. Like it doesn't sound like amateurish. It sounds professional. It sounds huge. Um, another thing that I guess the last thing I'll add about Boris is I think um, I guess you don't see it as much here, but in later records, Boris are incredibly good at mixing their records. The way they mix them is super super. Like I'm and, really actually happy that yeah. you brought this up. There are things that, like, in worse records would get lost. Little tiny, mm-hmm. and the details, like you said, really make up this record. There's things that could get just, just, just lost in the mud and just in and, and everything, but the, nothing gets washed out. You can hear everything, and it washes over you. Yeah, and when they want you to hear one thing, you can, you also do, like, they bring things right out at you and, like, hit you in the face with it. If they want to, um, I, I guess you don't see that as much here when they do like more riff oriented music later on, like in heavy rocks, they have a ton of like, like, um, kind of like harsh noise with riffs and the shit like that. And they just like fucking smash you over the head with them, um, with the, just like the volume they give mm-hmm. it kind of in like the way that like, like early dinosaur junior does where they just fucking yeah. clip the shit out of it mm-hmm. for like 10 like five seconds really you're like Whoa. You, yeah yeah like they i don't know i've always appreciated the way they do that they do it really really well um and i've never really heard a band that does it as well as they do um yeah, just the dynamics of this record are just are pretty fantastic yeah. it's i think i think you know my pick so it's gonna be am i, I i'm gonna go with amplifier worship not that i don't love that bowl of cereal mm-hmm. i love that bowl of cereal i'm gonna go back and eat that bowl of cereal uh, many more times in the future and i'll probably eat that bowl of cereal more times than i'll have that box of cereal that i'm picking but the box of cereal was a more meaningful experience for me personally mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to go with boris amplifier worship I'm I'm going with Lysol. Oh, oh! Explain why, and then we're gonna have to have a, uh, our good old fashioned Nate tiebreaker. Yeah, but I'm why? Why Lysol. Lysol? Why Lysol? I think Lysol is incredible. I think it is probably a perfect album for what it is. It achieves exactly what it sets out to do, and it it just gets me in a headspace that's like, whew, like. I want to I want to be listening to Lysol like twenty four seven. I want to be listening to like that opening riff in the Flipper cover. So they covered Sacrifice mm-hmm. yeah, by Flipper, yeah. and you hit they hit you with like the the half speed bass riff from that song, and then Buzz comes in with like it's like the nastiest fucking like screeching feedback you've ever heard. Oof, gets me every time. It's a pretty great. I, I the only know, the man. only flaw I can think of is that there's not enough of it. It ends too quickly. I, it, I want more of it every time it I is listen short. to it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I think the but Boris, because it's short, you want to listen to it over and over and over and over. Again. Yeah, the Boris record. It might just be kind of 
perspective, like Amplifier Worship probably isn't in my top five favorite Boris records. And I just like I I I, I would choose different Boris records that even do approximately similar things. Mm. Um over Lysol. But not Amplifier Worship. I, I think it does sag in parts a little bit. It's very long. And it it's long. something that you kind of have to commit to and focus on. And I don't know. It doesn't quite get me in the way that Boris does ultimately. One's a punch to the face and one's a slow melting of the face. Yeah. yeah. Well, that leaves it to the time old question. The old yeah. tiebreaker. We've, uh, we're one, old one vote for each. So. All right. Nathan. Nathan uh, is gonna gonna settle the score. You're gonna say we have we have another we found ourselves at another time another yeah. crossroads. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nathan, which record? Sad moth Nate here to uh, to break this tie. We have two records, um, Boris or Melvin's. For the audience at home, Nate has not listened to either of these records, nor probably heard either of these bands, nor probably heard anything we just said. I've been watching no. some YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, can you give me like a cliff notes? Uh, oh, man, we TL, just... DR, that's not going to uh, be good for the listener. Well, they, they get it. They, they heard it. They, we right. just talked about so, it. So, Nate, Nate, I got this. I got appropriate this. times. Okay, so one album is by the Melvins. Right. And it's called Lysol. I've heard the name the Melvin. And uh, the other album is by Boris, and it's called Amplifier Worship. Boris. And Nate, I already gave you my serial... I've already, I've already gave you my serial metaphor. So that's all you need to know. Um, one is by the Melvins, one is by Boris. Bowl of cereal or Boris. box of cereal? So those are the two bands, and you have to pick... Boris sounds like they're trying to be too edgy. I'll give it to the Melvins. Is that my first victory? Oh. God, is oh. it? Oh, boy. <laughs> Man, I mean, like, I've had a, such a long streak. I've lost. You've been like fucking Tom Brady. Dude. I know. God, I don't want to be the Tom Brady of Sad Moth, but I guess if the shoe fits. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I gotta respect it. Both this was a, this was a hard pick for me, and it came down to ultimate, uh, ultimately to my emotional resonance with each record. Um, I I you know I don't disagree. I'm gonna listen. Like I said, I'm gonna eat that bowl of cereal again. I'm going to listen to Lysol again, probably pretty frequently, more frequently than I'm going to listen to Amplifier Worship again. But I will always value the um, soaked, weary hour uh, that I had with this record um, kind of healing my broken soul. Um, And with that, Mm. Sad Moth Patrick signing off. Sad Moth Noah. Here live from Nate's room. Oh yeah, we're in Nate's room on top um, of a milk crate. You know, write in. Let us know how the acoustics are, because we're probably planning on doing uh, doing it in Nate's room every time. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, a little teaser. Um, we got it. We got to And it's a little past New Year's. You know, hey, lay off. We're we're busy guys. But we got a, We got kind of a, a sad moth New Year's special coming up. Uh, hope you tune into that. Oh yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be great. it's gonna be the Napster Ooh. of Sad Moth podcasts. Oh, and furthermore, like us on Facebook, and we'll suck your dick.
We'll smash that motherfucking <laughs> like button, dude. No doubt. Hey, I'm going to leave that to Nate. He's got a bigger bed. All right. Bye.